All right. Thank you for joining us. Our show today, Natural Medicine, How One Doctor Saved Her Own Life. You're about to hear how one medical doctor literally saved her own life from serious thyroid issues and seizures with the help of natural medicine. What makes this story even more extraordinary and inspiring is the fact that these natural remedies actually outperformed everything offered within conventional medicine. This show will be a straightforward, somewhat shocking, truthful look at our current healthcare system, and more importantly, we'll clear up many of the so-called mysteries of disease. The bottom line is, I hope the information you're about to hear helps you or someone you love to end suffering as quickly as possible. Please join me in welcoming Dr. Cynthia Foster to our show. Dr. Foster, welcome. Hi, thank you. I'm so happy to be here. It's great to have you. I mean, it's especially nice whenever we get a chance to get a medical doctor. And I don't say that in any other way except the obvious, that, you know, so many people are, I guess, used to listening to allopathic medicine talk only in one way. And your personal experience is, I think, something that's going to be really special. So why don't we start off for a lot of people who may not know anything about you, Dr. Foster, talk about your actual health crisis and what really pushed you, got you involved in natural medicine, you know? Oh, great. Um, so I had a reaction to a vaccine, which was required to get into medical school. So I had these high hopes and dreams to become a radiologist. I knew a radiologist when I was in college, and that was my, my hope. And in order to get into school, there are certain requirements. So there are three doses of the hepatitis B vaccine that are given before you even get into School. And even before I got into medical school, I started getting sick, really sick. I had an anaphylactic reaction to the third dose, so my whole body just broke out into hives everywhere, and I had to be heavily medicated to stop the allergic reaction. But that wasn't the end of it. You know, then all of these other things started happening, like the, um, the seizures, which I didn't know what they were at first. So um, they were happening in my sleep. They were a little difficult to identify. I went to numerous doctors because I had heart palpitations and things. And so unfortunately at that time, because I was a female um, and went to male doctors who at that time didn't really take women's issues as seriously as I think they do now, um, they said, well, you've got an anxiety disorder. We're going to put you on antidepressants. Um, and unbeknownst to me, they gave me a medication that actually lowers the seizure threshold and makes you have more. So um, I knew that this medication was, like, making things worse. I was, I had mysterious symptoms. Like, I would just wake up and my mouth would hurt and I would look, you know, at my lips and I'd have, you know, dried blood um, in my lips and my cheeks. I'd have bitten my tongue and I didn't, I didn't know or understand why. So um, it just progressed. It kept getting worse. And then I just started waking up with uh, my shoulder out of the socket. So just excruciating pain. Like, I don't know if you've ever <laughs> done that before, but it's horrific, absolutely horrifically painful to have your shoulder out of the socket. And so um, and it kept happening. And the doctors kept dismissing me because as soon as I got 
that one diagnosis, they went, oh, no, she's just, you know, she's imagining things or whatever. But epilepsy did not run in my family at all. So I didn't know what it was. Um, I didn't have any risk factors for that. So it was, it was a reaction to the vaccine, which I later found out through research happens. The convulsions, epilepsy can happen as a result of being vaccinated. Um, so I also had extreme fatigue, extreme muscle weakness, very difficult for me to get through the day. I, um, I would lose three hours out of the day. Just, I'd just wake up on the floor and not really know why. So I went to regular doctors. I went to several of them, probably nine or ten. Um, none of them could give me an explanation. Hardly any of them gave me any tests. Um, I really wasn't taken seriously. And so I was very determined to figure out what was wrong. It, it, to me, it felt like I was dying. I was in so much pain. I had severe headaches. Like, you know, like I said, I just, I would wake up, I would be confused, I couldn't understand a lot of things that were being said to me. My brain was not, like, on kilter. So um, I went into bookstores and libraries and health food stores, just any place I could find that had more information. Because I figured, you know, the more information I have, the better off I'll be. So I started... Um, I started reading about natural healing and found some books that said, you know, no matter what you have, you can be well. And this was, you know, this was an interesting concept for me because I was actually in medical school trying to, you know, learn medicine. So I was learning these diseases are incurable, but then my research on natural healing was showing me that those things were indeed curable. So I became fascinated with this. I wanted to find a natural healer to help me, and it eventually did. It was like a very dramatic thing that happened one day where somebody called me on the telephone, and I couldn't understand what they were saying. And when I tried to speak, it was only gibberish that came out of my mouth. I, was, I had just woken up from a seizure, and I was in a post-dictal state, and I, didn't, I had no idea what was going on. Well, this is terrifying when something like this happens. So I immediately just literally hung up the phone after, you know, I came to, and I said, I need to find a natural healer. I need to somehow find a natural healer because I'm not being taken seriously. And there was a holistic nurse in the area, and I went to her, and I said, I called her, and I said, well, I don't know what's wrong with me. I think I've got low blood sugar or something. Maybe I should take some tests. And she goes, don't take any of those tests. Just, just come. Just show up. So she had all kinds of alternative tests that she would do. She would test um, my urine and saliva and some non-invasive tests. So she didn't take any blood, but she knew everything that was going on in my body. She was really amazing. She had been doing it for 25 years. She had people coming to her from all over the world, literally flying from Europe to come and see her. She had, like, special herbs for cancer. She had herbs for everything. She had supplements. She had... You know, she offered colon cleansing. She made me do a lot of juicing. I took lots of supplements. She kind of, like, turned my life upside down, like, you know, with all the changes that she made. And it, and it was effective, was, was the thing, is that um, because she knew what she was doing, she did it in the right way, I was starting to get well. Well, I was still going to medical school, and I was still learning the medications and the side effects and the adverse reactions and how we need to cut into people and, you know, cut things out. And, and, and then I was spending time with this natural healer 
and I was talking to her patients, and they were saying, you know, I'm getting well. I passed parasites. I didn't even know I had them. You know, uh, my lab tests became normal, or my cancer tumor is shrinking. And I would, I would talk to all of them. I'm fascinated with this. Like, really, really? Because I'm learning that that that's, that can't be. So, um, but the only reason I ended up in the nurse's office is, is because I was desperate. I mean, I, I thought I was going to die. So, so it, it was that, or or you know, doomsday. <laughs> so. Um, so yeah, I, I, over, I guess maybe two years, I saw all of these people being healed naturally and then I was recovering my health and I ended up eventually completely cured. So all of my seizures went away. I haven't had seizures in over 20 years. I'm completely cured. Um, and it's because of all those things that I did, the, the dietary changes, the juicing, um, shed me on like. 20 ounces a day of like this carrot beet green like combination and it it seemed very unusual at the time it did but the when I went there the people around me at her office were doing the same things and we all made friends and so to us that was normal and the hospital was the abnormal place you know so so I I began to face a lot of ethical dilemmas, like, what do I do? I'm, I'm training to become a medical doctor. I'm seeing this other way of healing actually works. So, um, and, I, and I'm like, wow, what do I do when I see a sick patient and I know that some nutritional therapy could help them? And I wasn't allowed to talk about it, which, which really upset me because I'm like, wow, I thought... We were supposed to be helping people, and I can't talk about certain things because that's not the way medicine is practiced. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. So um, I eventually ended up finishing my training, graduated, and decided I don't want to do this to people. Like, I don't want to cut into them if there's another way of doing it that's not as invasive or as dangerous or causes so many side effects, which is... What I was seeing is that the natural healing was safer and that it was, and it's cheaper. It's a lot cheaper to do it that way, too. So um, what was really interesting about the whole experience is that I saw medicine and natural healing side by side at the same time. And I decided, you know, natural healing came out on top. You know, Dr. Foster, listening to your story really just makes it even more important to me that we continue at Natural Health 365 to do what we're doing. And what I'm talking about is how every article that we get an opportunity, the writers know to put in, we strongly suggest that you go over whatever it is that we're talking about on our site, whatever somebody might be reading. This thing may help you. That thing may help you with this situation or that situation. We never pretend to know what someone is going to need, what's going to help them, but we encourage them all the time. This is the big takeaway from what I got from what you just said, to get with an experienced, trusted healthcare provider. And there's so many little things that are so significant attached to that that I'm sure you would appreciate. Bottom line is not that you have to have a medical degree, the person that's suffering, but that you like the person, 
that you feel comfortable with that healthcare provider, that you feel like you can talk to them, that you feel like they understand you, that you feel like they really are helping you to get what is going on with you and teach you, which is what a doctor should do. And the list goes on and on. How important is that? Because what you described is first having so many people around you who just didn't get you. No, I was regularly dismissed. And and, uh, and this is very common. I, I get people come to me all the time that say, my doctor says this is not important, or my doctor says my lab tests are normal, so I don't have a reason to complain. This is like, I, I get this every day. Um, it's, it's a, it can be a very dismissive profession, and what I have found is that although the lab test can tell you information, it tends not to catch things in their early stages, which is when people really need to be taking care of themselves and intervening is in the early stages when they first notice the slightest symptom, they need to act on it naturally first. Instead of going to the drugstore and getting a chemical remedy, um, they should try and, and, you know, make changes to their diet and lifestyle first. And, you know, if it doesn't work, then, of course, consult, you know, somebody more qualified, somebody with training. A lot of these naturopaths and acupuncturists, they are highly trained. They go to school for three or four years. Um, we're not talking about somebody that just, you know, decides to read a book on natural healing and then, you know, opens up their their health practice. Um, these people are highly trained, so it's important, um, especially because today I was I was um, I was thinking about, you know, sometimes you have a problem, you have a pain in one part of your body, and the root cause is actually somewhere else, and so you may feel like or you may think, oh, I've got a heart problem, I need a heart herb, or I need a heart you know, supplement when actually the heart's connected to the small intestine meridian and needs to do some colon cleansing. So sometimes people don't know this, you know, the organ connections and, and how things are connected. They're just being taught by the medical profession that it's like, oh, you've got this one thing, you take this one pill, and the pill is tasteless, it's, you know, colorless, it's extended release, you only have to take it once a day, <laughs> you know, there's no effort on your part, don't change your diet, just take this pill. Um, and it's it's effective enough to maybe make some lab test change, but probably not enough so that a person's actually well, so that a person actually feels good or has energy or, you know, thinks clearly. And People walking around in a daze and a brain fog, you know, or their gut floor is imbalanced and they just feel tired or their blood sugar goes low, but their doctor goes, well, you're basically healthy. Dr. Foster, I know that the people who listen to this program a lot, I'm hoping, are really going to appreciate what I'm about to do here. Just for a minute, I think another thing that's really important to hear you speak to is something very significant, in my opinion, that you said only a few minutes ago, where you said that as a conventionally trained medical doctor, the message I believe that you were trying to say that you were getting is, and I'll quote you, you're not allowed to talk about it. When you were saying you're not allowed to talk about these natural remedies with people, the reason why I'm bringing this up is I want people to hear this, especially those people who are new and don't maybe understand why I harp so much on people connecting with integrative healthcare providers. Because if they are frustrated and angry going to a conventionally trained doctor that's not giving them what they want, 
I often just say to those people, stop wasting your energy. It would be like going to an auto mechanic and being angry at them for not helping you with your heart or your liver problem. Can you please talk about this, perhaps the way I characterize it, this pervasive attitude that I know for a fact is throughout medical school and even post-medical education, this idea that you just are really literally not supposed to talk about natural remedies for your patients. It's like absurd. And I think a lot of people, when they first hear that, think it's kind of silly. Can you give me your take on all this, please? Um, well, for one thing, there's, there's a lot of financial incentive to prescribe the, the medications. The other thing is the typical doctor, doctor's office visit really doesn't last more than five or ten minutes. You know, you go there, you wait in the waiting room for, you know, however long it takes, 15 minutes, half an hour, something like that. Sometimes it's longer, depending on the doctor. uh, They do it on purpose. They're maximizing the number of patients that they see in a day. Then they have an assistant take your vital signs and interview you. And then they come in at the last minute. Maybe they, like, feel your abdomen or something. They just confirm, you know, what the assistant already wrote down. And then... They maybe don't even write the prescription. They've got somebody else doing it. So, so the doctor is, is really just like popping in, popping out. And how in the world can you possibly know what's wrong with somebody when you haven't spent that much time with them? You know, I was constantly be told, being told in medical school, stop spending so much time with your patients. And I, when you're a student, you like you go through all the steps, you ask all the questions, and you want to know what's wrong. Um, and that, that's important, especially as a natural healer. You realize that everything around that person is important, including where they live, who they hang out with, who their family members are, what their relationships are like, what their job is like, what their toxic exposures are. All those things are important, and there's no way of doing it the way the medical system has it set up. That system is designed for maximized profit. Um, why I was being told don't, don't talk about it, you know, it, I, just, I remember there was one day in medical school when um, the professor asked somebody, what do you think, you know, about certain treatments for this, you know, arthritis or whatever? And the guy raised his hand and he said, oh, I heard bee venom therapy is good for that. And the, the professor just completely shot him down. That is ridiculous. That's quackery. That should not be taken seriously. And while, I, you know, I, I don't know how... I'm not really a fan of, of that, but the fact that, you know, the professors were intimidating the, the medical students at such an early stage in their, in their medical career, it kind of sets up an environment. And um, I know there was one other time when, oh, my gosh, it's going to blow your mind. Um, I was uh, doing a rotation in internal medicine, and my supervising physician had us together in a group, and she was talking about mammograms. And she was saying, well, the research on mammograms are that even if you catch the cancer early with the mammogram, it does not prolong survival. In other words, you're going to live the same amount of time, regardless of whether you get a mammogram or not. Um, When they intervene with their chemo, you may actually live the same amount of time as if you never had it. But what's your quality of life going to be like? And so we were having this discussion. And I'm like, this is horrible. They're basically saying they're doing this test and they know that it's not going to extend a person's life or even make their life better in any way. And so the next question out of her mouth was, 
So would you recommend mammography for yourself, for your mother, for your patients? And I had the nerve <laughs> to differ from the opinions of everyone around me, and I said I would not have a mammogram myself, and I never have. Um, and I've never had any issues because I do my cleanses and I've, I've just never had problems there. So um, she was quite upset at the fact that I said that I would never have a mammogram and, and that I might recommend it to somebody if I knew that they didn't take care of themselves, if they just had you know the, the horrible standard American diet and you know, they didn't uh, take care of the exercise or, you know, take care of their emotional health, and maybe this could be a useful tool for at least finding out if there's a problem there. But just she also mentioned the fact that we know the radiation from mammograms can contribute to causing breast cancer. Like, well, this is a double whammy. It doesn't extend your life, and it could contribute to the development of breast cancer. And yet she's upset with me. Because I said I would not, I would not have this. I would not have this done. Um, and everybody else was just, you know, they were saying whatever they needed to say to get their good grade. She gave me a really bad grade, and she just the way she interacted with me after that point was kind of like, you are, like there's something wrong with you. But but I explained myself and I said, look, I feel like I understand the lifestyle factors involved, and I could prevent that from happening for myself. And, you know, she didn't know what I knew. She didn't know I was going to see a holistic nurse. Um, so, she, you know, she just had no idea. Um, I had a nutrition course, and so I interacted with another doctor. Um, and, and the way they teach this to medical doctors is so, it's, it's so lacking. It's basically like how do we get the right number of calories, protein, and fat? in a person to keep them alive. It's, there's nothing therapeutic about this. You know, it would be like, okay, here's a simple lactose-free diet for somebody that's got a milk allergy, or here's a simple low-cholesterol diet. That's as far as it went for us. Um, and this lady somehow found out that I was seeing a holistic nurse. And she was outside of the system, the holistic nurse. She was, like, I had to go to a completely different place. She was not connected with the medical profession at all. She was not practicing medicine. And this nutrition doctor that was teaching my nutrition class in medical school, she found out about this somehow. I might have told her, you know, so sometimes I would just, I would test the doctors just to see what they would say. And they all had the worst reaction. That is a quack. You don't need to see a quack. You need to see a, quote, real doctor, end quote. So, um, and, and good just get very upset with me. You need to stop seeing her right away. You need to be properly evaluated. You know, and I tried to say, look, I've already been properly evaluated. I've already you know, gone through the mill for two entire years I've been to. Medical doctors couldn't even tell me the first thing wrong with me. I go to the holistic nurse, and she was the one that found that I had epilepsy. It was really amazing the way she did it. Um, I said, is it possible that I could have this? epilepsy. Um, and she goes, oh, well, let's find out. Let's give you a choline and inositol supplement. And she had this elaborate explanation for how it affected my adrenals, and we were going to find out. And that night, I was aware of having a seizure for the first time, and it was a full body convulsion. Like, I felt it. 
which is not normally something that happens. So then I went back. I went to the doctors and I said, you know, this thing happened. My entire body was convulsing. I lost all the air out of my lungs. I couldn't speak. I couldn't move. I lost complete control over my body. This was horrifying. This is, you know, absolutely, I was absolutely terrified. And um, so the uh, the doctors were like, oh, you know, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. Let me, let's, let's give you all these really expensive tests. I went, you know what, I think, you know, it's pretty obvious what's happened. I, I don't think, you know, you flop around and lose control of your body if it's not a seizure. So I went, that's it. I'm done. I've, I'm like, I'm, I'm not doing this. I'm not going through this whole thing. And I don't want my skull cut into either. And I don't want to take a liver damaging medication for the seizures. So I learned them all. I knew what they were. I'm like, I'm not doing this to myself. And I'm, I don't want to have anything to do with this. So the nutrition doctor was fed up with me. I had an obstetrician that was fed up with me when I did my rotation there because I drank so much carrot juice I turned yellow. And he goes, you are going to infect all of your fellow students with hepatitis. You need to go right away and get tested for hepatitis. And he went, no, you don't understand. I'm drinking all this carrot juice. That is quackery, right? He's very clear about that. Why would you do that? You need to see a real doctor. You need a real evaluation. Go upstairs to the lab right away and get, you know, get tested. So I went and I got tested. Negative for hepatitis. I didn't have anything. I'm like, wow, I tried to tell you. You know, I tried to tell you I have hyperkeratinemia and you weren't listening. Um, and I tried to you know, tell them the distinguishing features. How do you tell the difference between when somebody's yellow due to carrot juice and when somebody's yellow because their liver is you know, damaged. So, um, uh, yep, he had a problem with that. Numerous people did. I earned the name Carrot Top because of the carrot juice. People would make fun of me. Um, this was, you know, this was something I felt like I needed to hide. Um, I would take my supplements in the bathrooms, in the um, restrooms, and not tell anybody eventually. I just shut up and, and kept quiet about the whole thing and Oh, that was the easiest thing. And if anybody gave me a hard time, I would maybe just quit the course and take something else. And it would be like, you know, no, I'm, I'm not going to listen to anybody else. Tell me what to do. I've already seen what natural medicine can do. I've already seen people cured. I'm not going to put up with this. So, um, yes, uh, really, it was, uh, it, was, it was a really horrifying experience during that time. I'm glad it's done. <laughs> Dr. Foster, you are definitely the kind of medical doctor that I think anybody listening to this program at this point, 20-plus minutes into it, would want to see. And another message that we put out all the time to people is, look, you've got to find someone that you can really work with that's going to help support you. At this point now, 20-plus years later, you know, you're clearly a shining example of another message we put out all the time. We're telling people, you've got to take control of your own health. It sounds like such a cliche, right? But I know you don't take that for granted for one minute. You're probably telling people every day, look, I'm here to help you. But I mean, you are an example of where does the engine really exist? It has to be in the person. And I also find it with a lot of compassion, the most difficult thing for people, like let's say, who are suffering with dementia. Some people, when they're really in advanced situations, how on earth can they help themselves? Which is why it's even more important to have someone close to you that you love 
obviously you stay as healthy as you can, but how it's important to have really good people close to you at all times. I mean, this is just a really big example why that really matters, right? Right. I have helped people with Alzheimer's and things, and um, they do need help from people besides themselves because they can't remember to take certain things. So, um, but they can get well, and they can um, they can get their memory back. Um, but you know, don't expect it's going to be like one pill you take. It's it's going to be, um, you know, it's going to be a lot of things. I do a lot of liver flushes for people that have brain issues um, because I feel that the the liver is really important for brain function. It's a connection there between the liver and the brain. And also, people have mercury in their teeth, and they have root canals, and they have all kinds of things that are affecting their brain, and they're they're eating. Lots of foods with pesticides on them that are neurotoxic and um, all kinds of things that are not good for their nervous system. So um, you can get well, but you have to kind of put in some effort. And, you know, the people that, that participate, the people who are active participants in their health, I really encourage people, like, pay attention to what your body's telling you. Write it down. Write down what you're feeling. Write down when you're feeling it. And we're going to take all of that seriously. And so they kind of get in touch and they go, oh, this is what my body does when I'm stressed. This is what my body does when I stay up all night. You know, these are the things that happen. And, you know, this is how I fix it. Instead of, oh, my gosh, I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm a helpless victim. This horrible thing happened to me randomly out of the blue, and I have to go see a doctor about it because I have no idea what's going on with me. I don't know the names of my medication or even the milligrams or how often I'm supposed to take it. You know, I, just, I just don't know anything about myself or my health. Those people, um, we can, and the medical profession kind of trains people to be this way. I'm, I'm not trying to make fun, but those people don't do as well. Um, the patients I have that do the best are the ones that are like, oh, Dr. Foster, I was looking this up um, about, you know, this supplement. What do you think about it? And I go, oh, great. I'm glad you asked. So let's discuss it and let's see if that's, you know, something that that can help you. So, um, or I was looking into this new kind of exercise. What do you think? Great. Wow. That's that's so proactive. That's being an active participant or you know, Dr. Foster, what do you think about this new um, supplement? And I'm like, oh, turmeric. Turmeric's amazing. Great. You know, that sounds wonderful. That's the kind of, you know, that's the kind of way of life that, that is very empowering, that, that contributes to your health. You know, Dr. Foster, I think you really are covering, outlining really clearly how someone's supposed to, you know, figure a speech, get out of the woods. Everything you just said there was just golden about taking self-responsibility. How about this as well, which I know you're going to love. What I got out of what you just said is, and again, I know conventionally speaking, the medical doctors out there, with all due respect to them, they would roll their eyes with what I'm about to say. They would probably make someone feel really bad about it. And you know what? I'm saying all of this because I'm praying I am so hoping that conventionally trained healthcare providers are listening to this right now and will know how so damaging it is to do that and how much more important it is to encourage what I'm about to say. And that is put a real value in what someone feels in their gut is the next thing to do. You were saying how if somebody says, hey, I don't know what's wrong with me, but... 
I have trouble with my sleep or what really pisses me off is that my bedroom stuff is so toxic or that it's too light out in the evening and I know that the light is making me stay awake and I've got to make my bedroom darker or I've got to get rid of all the chemicals that are in my kitchen that I've been, you know, whatever it is that somebody is saying or the medications for my blood pressure, I really want to find another way besides taking these pills that are wreaking havoc on my energy levels and toxic to my liver. And, you know, the list goes on and on. But my point is, all of that is somebody's gut saying, this thing, whatever it is, is really bugging me. And that's the thing you should go after and try to fix and know that you can. And it's not woo-woo science. It is the thing you should focus on. And I'm sure you as a medical doctor would actually encourage this in people. I absolutely encourage that. I once had a patient. She had a tumor in her lungs. She had nosebleeds. Um, and right near the end of the interview, um, she said something like, she was getting ready to leave. That's why sometimes I call this like the doorknob diagnosis. is because we talk. I sometimes talk to people for one or even two hours. Like, I want to know everything about their life. What's going on? What are you exposed to? What's, who are you talking to? Who are you hanging, around, who are you hanging out with? Um, and she goes, you don't think this has anything to do with the paints that I'm working with? She was an artist. She goes, I know some of them have warnings on them. I know some of them are toxic, but I'm using them. What do you think? Could this have anything to do with my lung issue and my nosebleeds? And I'm like, you're inhaling something toxic. What do you think? You know, we could look this stuff up. A lot of times I look it up. I'm like, oh, what medication are you taking? What toxic thing are you exposed to? I look it up. And they go, oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah, but, uh, you know, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to know that something's got a warning label on it. Maybe you shouldn't, you know, maybe you should limit your exposure to it. Like, uh, you know, the, the drugs with black box warnings. If you're taking a medication that has a black box warning, if you're taking any medication where the doctor says, I need to check your blood every six months, that's a red flag. That means we already know that this medication can damage your liver or damage your nerves or damage your kidneys, and we're checking to see if we damaged you. And by the time your lab test turns positive, it's already been done. So, yeah, <laughs> take, your, take your intuition seriously. When I was on that antidepressant, I was taking a tricyclic antidepressant, and as I mentioned, those have a side effect of lowering the seizure threshold. So if you are an epileptic, if you do have seizures, you will have more. Um, and I didn't know that was going on, but I could feel that happening in my gut. I could feel like something wrong, something's wrong ever since I started taking that medication. Like something's very wrong. I don't know what it is, but I can feel that it's wrong. And I remember I took the medication to the psychiatrist at the time, and I said, you know what? There's something wrong with this, and I'm not taking it anymore. Come what may. He goes, no, 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 no. The problem is your dose isn't high enough. And I said, you know what? And, you know, I, I wasn't always very outspoken this way. I used to be very, very shy. I used to be like, you know, the passive victim that I've, that I've talked about. I used to be like, oh, the doctor will ask me the right questions. He'll do the right lab test. He'll figure out what's wrong with me. Now I'm kind of the opposite. <laughs> I'm like, okay, there's something wrong with this, and you don't have the right to tell me that we're going to raise the dose. I'm throwing it down the toilet, which is literally what I did. 
which I don't recommend doing suddenly with that medication because you will get side effects. You will get withdrawal from that. So slow taper is, is good for that. But, but that's, that's an important part of taking charge of your health is standing up for what you feel. And if you have a strong gut feeling, you follow it. And even if an expert says, no, 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 that's not important, you stand up and you say, you know what, it is important. So you're going to listen to me. You're my doctor. I pay you money. So you listen to me. (laughs) And don't just sit there and take it like a victim. Dr. Foster is just so beautiful, everything you're saying. Listen, for those people out there who are suffering with whatever it is from head to toe, literally aches and pains, infections, chronic fatigue, brain fog, heart issues, maybe they have cancer concerns, autoimmune disorders, I know it's really hard to address everybody's concerns in just a few minutes, but as we close out this program, I really got to tell you, I rarely ever say this. I feel like I could do a two, three-hour podcast with you, no problem at all, but I like to keep these shows kind of in a tighter container for respecting people's times. But just again, as we close out, what would be some of your broad paint brushes, you know, that you would paint for somebody in terms of, hey, this is what you ought to look for, because I loved how you said certainly about oral health issues, you know, toxicity, infections, how that might have a profound impact somewhere else on your body and your immune system or disease of the heart, you name it. What would be some of the big things in terms of diet, supplements, things to watch out for, avoid, or actually start doing more in your life that you would just say would really get people to feel so much better within their bodies? I'll let you just take the floor and and just run with it, you know? Oh, great. Um, I am a big fan of colon cleansing. So um, I have an herbal colon cleanse. I believe people should really pay attention to their digestion. So if you're eating things and you're often suffering from heartburn, then you need to start asking yourself why. Because it all starts there. It all starts with your digestion. If you're not digesting well, none of your other body systems are going to be functioning optimally either. If you're constipated, you know, all the toxins you're exposed to are going to stay in your body. They can't get out. So um, drinking water, uh, making sure your colon moves, taking probiotics, um, uh, people do collect a lot of toxins in their liver. So I'm a huge fan of, I have an herbal liver flush that's a gentle one. Um, you get lots of things out of your liver. It can make a huge difference in your energy, your blood sugar balance. Um, people should look into essential oils as alternatives for infections. Um, I also believe that if you do the colon cleansing, the liver cleansing, that you are less likely to suffer from infections. Um, I, um, I am not a big fan of the shots. I do not like anything that comes with a needle that's unidentified, that the doctor can't explain to me what it is. Um, I certainly did not do well with my shot <laughs> that I talked about. Um, be aware of your medications. Um, check for black box warnings. Check for all of the side effects. I can't tell you how many times Somebody said, oh, I had a reaction to an herb or a supplement, and I checked their medications, and I went, nope, you know what? That's a side effect of your, your opiate. That's a side effect of uh, your coating cough syrup. You know, that has nothing to do with the herbs that you're taking. 
So, so check that out thoroughly. Always suspect your medication. Always, always, always go there first. I'm not saying that you know you can't overdose on the uh, the vitamin C and get a little diarrhea. Those things happen too. But always suspect your medication first. For your diet, you got to go simple with the diet. A lot of people like. Their idea of cooking is bringing home a frozen dinner and putting it in the microwave. I'm not a fan of the microwave. Like, you know, actually cook your food. <laughs> um, stay simple with your food. Cook your own food. Stay away from food with chemicals on it. Um, those pesticides are neurotoxic. That's how they kill the insects. So if you eat a lot of pesticides, it could affect your nervous system. So go organic or pesticide-free. Um, I really encourage people to go to their farmer's markets, get good quality food, um, find out how the farmer raised it. That's what farmer market, farmer's markets are all about is, is you know, finding out, like, what did the farmer use on your food? How you know, did they grow the, the, the pride they take in keeping the soil well mineralized and things like that? There is a book Bernard Jensen wrote called Empty Harvest, and he compared people's health to the quality of the soil. So if you go cheap with your food, if you're shopping at a discount place, you know, just to buy food as cheap as possible, don't be surprised if you don't feel so well. Go, like, if you're going to spend money on something, spend it on your food. Good quality, like, organic, really high-quality food. And that's going to make a difference in your health. It's going to make a big difference in how you feel. And the last thing is always take your emotions seriously. And if you have a gut feeling there's something you shouldn't be involved with, get out of it. That means like toxic relationships. If there are people around you that are negatively affecting you, you got to minimize time around those people, especially if it's somebody you're really frustrated with because anger can affect your liver and your entire body. So try to stay away from or minimize your time with frustrating people. Try to work those things out. Maybe you need to consider going to some therapy. I, I tell you, people will really minimize the impact of a relationship or diet on their health. These things are very important for your health. Absolutely golden information. I hope people get a chance, especially those obviously who are struggling with health issues. I really hope you listen to this program at least twice. I really mean it. Hey, if you enjoyed this podcast and want to say thanks, I've got a great way for you to tell us and to keep your immune system healthy and strong at the same time. Head over to the naturalhealth365store.com and check out some of our many high-quality nutritional supplements in our store. I know you'll love it, and we really appreciate your support. Dr. Foster, that was absolutely a brilliant show. I really mean it. Thanks for being with us. Do you have any final words for our fantastic audience? Oh, just uh, how people can find me. You can find me on my website, drfostersessentials.com. The name of the book I sent you is called Stop the Medicine. Um, You can also do an Internet search on Stop the Medicine, and you can find me that way as well. I do consultations, but I also teach people what to do with with cleanses. Um, All of those things are on my website for people to read about and learn more and um, also to do those cleanses. Yeah, I mean, just a little chiming in uh, on your behalf, Dr. Foster, a beautiful book, Stop the Medicine, definitely go get it. 
A Medical Doctor's Miraculous Recovery with Natural Healing. I've got it right here in front of me. And a super cool side note here. There was uh, Louise Hay, the author here, who's very well known to a lot of people. I know that she has a nice quote on here. I'll read at the front cover of your book. It takes courage to write a book like this. Unfortunately, what Dr. Foster says about the medical profession is often true. Perhaps more of us will now see this situation in a true light. And I think that was really well said and characterizes a lot of where you're coming from to tell your story. And I really do appreciate you telling it today. For those people who heard DrFosterEssentials.com, that's DrFosterEssentials.com. And we'll have the link on our podcast page as well. So... That's it for today, but we'll have many more great shows for you coming soon. Thanks again for being with us. Talk to you soon. Take care.